everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Uh, right, I'm just going to pause the thingy. The house after this. And... Hello, welcome. Hi guys, sorry. How are you? Oh, frazzled. It's one of those mornings where there's a lot happening and I'm like trying to just get get through the hours, but I'm sure by a- afternoon it'll be fab. How are you? I'm great. Um, doesn't feel like Friday, but I'm quite glad that it is. I feel like, and I think maybe it's because I went up to Leeds um, at, the, at the beginning of the week. I feel like this week hasn't been a full week. I feel like it's just like, I don't know, like it happened, started and then stopped. The weeks are merging into one, I find. Yeah, I yeah, I think it is about commute. Um, sorry. Okay, right. We've got a couple of questions. Do we have anything on the live? Not yet. Okay. I'm sure we will. I will bed into this. I have a cup of coffee waiting to be drunk. <laughs> okay. Donna Pryor Bill. Uh, hello, my lovely ladies. I have a training question. I have a flat bum. Welcome to the club, Donna. Welcome to the white girl club. <laughs> I have a flat bum, which normally doesn't or hasn't bothered me in the past. But as I'm getting older, I'm noticing that it's really flat. <laughs> I'd quite like to change it if I can. Question mark. Can you advise what's the best way to build a nice shapely peach? I've been doing one full body workout, one push, one pull, and two to three Zumba classes a week. 78,000 steps a week. My weight loss is very slow. I think so anyway. Four LBs in, she says 61 slash two weeks. I don't know what that means. One day? No, that doesn't make any sense. Four LBs in something weeks. Um, I'm on 16,700 calories. I hit my protein minimum 100 grams and my minimum fat goals. I'm five foot eight. Thank you. Does she say how much she weighs? No. Okay. Um, Emma, you do the gym workout. So do you want to speak on it from that POV? And I'll just talk about growing your glutes. Yeah. So it does sound like you're missing out the leg workout, which I think is probably going to be the most beneficial to growing your glutes. She didn't say, she said push and pull, right? She said one full body, one push, one pull, two to three Zumba, 78,000. Yeah. I wouldn't do the full body. I'd do the leg workout if you're looking to grow your legs or your glutes specifically. The other thing I'll note about glutes, and you see this all the time with like, tends to be like bikini competitors or people being like, wow, look at my glutes here compared to here. A lot of it is fat. And that is absolutely fine. Like it's no shade on anybody. But when you see someone who's, been absolutely shredded and then all of the quote-unquote glute progress that they've made the vast majority of it is fat and it tends to be where women store a lot of body fat which is a quite a good place to store body fat and a safe place to store body fat too but I would I mean it's hard because we don't know exactly how much you weigh or your height or how lean you are because at some point actually if you're still in a fat loss phase it's going to be very hard to make your bum look bigger while you're still in a deficit to grow your glutes 
and yeah you might want to consider that and then I'll know on the rate of fat loss like four pounds in six months might be a lot for someone who doesn't have much fat to lose but four pounds in six months might be very little someone who does have a lot of fat to lose so I I think this is a really common thing is like comparing your rate of fat loss to somebody else and it's so so unhelpful so do remember that like it's very much dependent on the amount of fat that you personally have to lose yeah here here um couldn't agree more re um your glutes I completely agree with Emma it's yeah you you need to be training your lower body in, in an ideal world at least twice a week um would be ideal and in that you need to be doing glute specific exercises so there's the big compound lifts which you know people do for glutes but they're not very glute specific like your squats and also deadlifts to an extent um and then there's more glute specific lifts like hip thrusts which if you're trying to grip for your glutes should be in your training plan without a shadow of a doubt um lunges particularly reverse lunges i think are much better for glutes curtsy squats if you can do them if you don't have any knee issues can be really good for glutes i personally find the abductor machine and that's a bit contested but if you when you go to push through the abduction you think of it sort of like a seated hip thrust and you really engage it you push through your glutes your pelvis and open up like that 100 feel it in my glutes um there's other things you can do like um, banded crab walks and um, kickbacks and things like that but i would say if you really are gunning for it you need to have at least a couple of glute specific workouts or lower body specific workouts in your in your training split um and also something that I learned the hard way after way too long is that a really huge and important part of glute engagement is core engagement and not hyperextending your spine and the same thing can be said for rounding your spine it goes both ways for me I was um I I had that kind of lordotic curvature um but really, when you want your glutes to be taking taking that heat, if your your spine needs to be fully neutral, otherwise it's doing the work for you. Um, and that's why a lot of people like me spend a lot of time saying they're quad dominant is because they're not actually they're not having a neutral spine, they're not lifting properly. So form is really key. And um, yeah, nail your protein. And I agree with Emma. It's funny. It's one of those body parts where we talk a lot about being able to kind of gain some muscle mass in a fat loss phase, which is true if you're new to lifting or if you have a lot of fat to lose. And you can kind of see it like as coaches, we've seen it happen, especially kind of on upper body and sometimes on lower body glutes. Glutes are that weird one where I really... I have to say, like, it's very hard to grow them. It's very hard to keep them if you're in a fat loss phase. Um, and I've, yeah, I've de- I definitely am not, I'm, you might, again, not to be too bro about it, but if you really want to really focus on growing the muscle and weirdly, specifically glutes, I'd probably go into like a maintenance or like hypertrophy phase for a while. Yeah, I think probably what's happening is, the fat storage on top of the glutes and people be like oh yeah I've got more like I, I have a bigger bump which you do it's just a lot of it's fat so you could probably still build the muscle but the fact that so much of your bum is fat tissue means like for example like another example right you could absolutely grow your pecs but as you're losing fat your boobs will probably look smaller yeah because you're losing fat from your boobs right I think I think your bum's in some ways quite similar like you could grow your glute muscles but if you're losing fat from on top of them they might still look smaller yeah and it's true like one of my friends whenever she loses weight her bum just goes and but but do you know what I find very very interesting is that I tend to find the girls that have great 
muscular glutes are the same girls that store fat on their glutes as well so mm. even like brazilian girls who, like when they get super lean and they get on stage they've got this like diamond cut glute muscles which are fucking i mean astonishing really i think the most impressive part to be honest is maybe that's because i find them so hard but still but they're also the girls that when they gain weight they get the big fat bubble butt and i tend to find that the girls who don't find it easy to 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 kind of train their glutes also don't really store much fat there and so that's why Emma and I are saying well sorry I'm saying and I think Emma probably agrees probably a better idea for those girls to go into a targeted building phase before they expect to then lose some body fat and see anything really there um yeah I mean it, although uh, this is where I think it's so hard because if you say that like for example if we knew this person was like an unhealthy BMI range overweight we wouldn't be like, do you know what you need to do to grow your glutes? Go into hypertrophy. Like, yeah. But you've already got loads of stored energy there. That isn't what you need to do. Yeah. If you're pretty lean and you're looking to grow your glutes, then I would agree. Yeah. Like at least maintenance, maybe in a bit of a surplus. But that would be with the caveat. Like it's so hard to give this kind of advice. And it annoyingly likes the wrong people listen to the wrong parts of the advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're storing a lot of body fat then I certainly wouldn't recommend a hypertrophy um calorie target yeah I completely agree with that um anything on the live just Becky saying morning lovely ladies Becky (laughs) I had uh, a birdie in front of finding Nemo today this morning she's being such a dickhead this morning she will not stop swimming but she slept for 10 hours straight last night 10 hours babe well done um, yeah and um yeah we just spent the whole morning being like roo, roo, Becky. <laughs> okay um wait Matt- I didn't get that is that part of yes, this really funny like mangled little bird called Becky and Aww. they had like imprint on her to get her to take them into the marine center I want to find an email for finding Dory <laughs> one more time I'm fucking kill someone thank you <laughs> and then she left the imprint on her so Idris Elba who's a seal is like trying to teach Marlon the dad how to do it and it's just so funny Emma you have to watch it I'm so glad that you still absolutely love it even though you've seen it like three times a day I love Finding Dory but if I have to watch Finding Nemo again I really think I'm gonna kill someone (laughs) um okay Natalie Reeves hello what is the best strategy for a gym workout if you have very limited amount of time is it to work through as many exercises as possible while completing the full three sets? Or is it to work through as many different exercises as possible while completing one or two sets each? Between work and young kids and general life chaos, I sometimes find that I only have 20 to 30 minutes at a time for the gym and I want to make the best possible use of that time. I guess 20 to 30 minutes is infinitely better than zero minutes. I'm loving being back in the game after taking some time off the EC method. I love this question because I live my life by this question. Emma, do you want to start? Yeah, I'm a big advocate of this as well. I think most of the time, let's say, for example, you're doing an hour's gym workout, you have got the vast majority of the benefit from the first like 40 minutes. And a lot of the time, if you only have 40 minutes, you'll realize that you get the full gym workout in and that you faff around a lot of the time, most of the time. So most of my workouts are, in fact, all of them are within an hour, including like 10 minute walk on the treadmill to start with. And I'm out of like out of the whole gym within the hour. So you certainly don't need long workouts for them to be effective. And I think that's something that we really need to hammer home to people that you know, like 20 minutes is absolutely enough. Yeah. Re like implementing this. And one of my biggest annoyances 
with the app is the way that they show the workouts because if they didn't show them the way that they do we could put up so many more but it's just an absolute nightmare of scrolling through all of the workouts to find one versus if we could just be like these are the home these are the gym these are the gym shorter workouts then like we could do that kind of stuff but to just kind of adjust the ones that you have at the moment I would definitely opt for two sets like drop a set from the exercises try and get as many especially the workouts are kind of ordered in order of importance so like the big compounds are first and then there's some assistance stuff so you're going to get the biggest bang from your buck yeah doing the bigger workout uh, sorry the bigger exercises anyway or the more compound exercises so I would do those I would have um yeah I would drop a set from them but I'd really work that second set so a lot of um like elite level bodybuilders do this they do one warm-up set one what do they even call it I can't remember like anyway max out set and that's it like just one set then really really push it so it's totally doable um we've spoken about this quite a lot of times but there's kind of two elements to hypertrophy primarily it's volume so the amount of weight that you lift in total sets and reps and then there's also an element of stimulating the full muscle so contracting all the muscle fibers and to do that you need to reach near failure so if you did your first set cool you know roughly what you can do and then you do your second set and you really really push yourself you'll probably get like 90 percent of the benefit of doing three sets because you're really pushing that muscle to failure sometimes you find you even get a better workout because you've got a little bit more intent you're like cool i've got 25 minutes to get this in like this morning i had 20 minutes to do shoulders and actually easy I know I know it's an easy body part to do in a quick in a short period of time but yeah I got to the end I was like well I maybe if I had more time would have done one more exercise possibly but pretty much had it all done yeah oh yeah yeah sure that's sure I remember my first my when my first started lifting my ex took me through a shoulder workout and then he was okay and I was like 20 minutes in I was like that it and I would just go home he was like yeah I was like I don't want to go home (laughs) Yeah, shoulders are easy. Um, I love all that advice. I, I I think in terms of this, the EC method and you going in the gym with a workout and the question and what Emma said, I think that's better. Uh, for me, what I like to do and also what I do with clients is I will go and I will stand in front of the mirror and I'll get like one, I don't know, 20 kg dumbbell and two, I don't know, 14 kg dumbbells. And I will immediately just work from the ground up and I'll do three giant sets and I'll try and do like everything in my body. Um, it's a lie actually I get and then I'll get like a, I'll get two like forwards from my shoulders um and then that's pretty much it that's fair and then so what I'll do is I'll work from the ground up so I pick up, up pick up the the 20 and I'll start doing goblet squats and I'll do um AMRAP um and then and, and I find it really interesting actually that like, I tend to be done within a 20 rep range on a goblet squat which is interesting because on a back squat not now but I'm used to back squatting like 80 kg and like going in a very similar range so that's interesting um but anyway and then put that down and then I'll do some RDLs and then put that down pick up the squat one again do some thrusts and then put that down um then I will do some push-ups um um incline against the bench put that down then I'll do shoulders um I'll do a, a press a dumbbell press I'll do a lat raise maybe sometimes front raise maybe deck uh, bend over pick up what I did the RDL or the squat with do a bent over row done I've just hit my whole body and I've hit my whole body in about three minutes ish maybe less 
And then I do that like three times and or four or five, how much time I've got. That is absolutely, you are absolutely capable. And the same thing can be said with a barbell. You are absolutely capable of doing a full body workout with a very small, like one, two, three, four collection of weights in front of you and going bang, 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 working the whole way up your body, putting it down, resting, doing it again and being out the gym in half an hour. Um, now, all that being said, as I just said, I actually think with what Emma said about the app and the work, the, that might be better, but I'm more than happy to throw that workout in there, um, which I can do today because I've got to do what new workouts my one to one today as well. So, yeah. The only caveat I'll give to that, because I, I do similar, and I think partly sometimes when I've not got time or sometimes when I don't have any like brain energy to think about stuff, I'm like, oh, I'll just get a dumbbell, go to the side of the gym and just do like full body kind of like a circuit kind of thing. Yeah. And then you're just like, yeah, I'll just do this three times and you're done. You know, you've hit everything. The reason that I wouldn't suggest that for this individual is if you're going to the gym three or four times a week, yeah, it's yeah. to do that every time. But if yeah. there's, if anyone's listening and they're like, oh yeah, now and again, I have just 20 minutes. That's when I do that. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with that as well. Doing full body work like that, and I don't mean push-pull, I mean full body, like I just said, that is really only appropriate, and I'm sure Emma agrees with me here, for people who are training like every other day or less. You need that recovery. You cannot be going, then you can't go into the gym the next day and do like a full shoulder workout or a full lower body workout because you're not going to be recovered. And you'd be like, oh yeah, no, but it's such lightweight to what I'm used to. I don't care. If you're hitting failure, you're hitting failure. I don't care how you're doing it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need to recover. But I think that's a really good one for when you're caught out short on time. But if you're always short on time, then yes, do the adaption I just spoke about. Yeah, agree. Okay, Emma, hi, wondering whether I should lower my calories, please, or shift anything else up. I'm 160 centimeters and aiming for 1600 calories, 100 grams of protein. I'm achieving 10K steps and an average of three weighted home workouts a week. I started at 68 kilograms and have lost around 1.5 kilograms. I'm looking at this as a long-term change, but want to drop fat and hope to achieve more before the ski trip in two weeks. No, don't change anything. Okay, that's better for you to well, I feel like there's a lot of stats there now. I just want you to, I want to ask. All right. Okay. So she's 68 kilograms. She's lost 1.5 kilograms. She's on 1600 calories doing 10K steps. Three no. no, I wouldn't drop calories. No, I know you're, you're, you're doing, you'll get your, you're, you've lost 1.5 kg in what, five, six weeks? That's enough. That's fine. And what's 160 in feet? Five foot. Five foot two? What is that? Five foot no taller. Oh, it's not giving me it. Right. 160 centimeters in no five foot. It's five foot two. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> well done. So good. I did not expect to get that right at all. Um yeah, okay, fine. Uh yeah, generally, like you're definitely making progress. You've lost weight you're not extreme you know this is another good example of like 68 kilograms isn't particularly heavy so you can't expect to make massive jumps on the scale especially not if you're resistance training too and hopefully maintaining or even building muscle at the same time so hey this might be a good example of maybe you've lost closer to two kilograms of fat but actually you've put on half a kilogram of muscle no that's that's a fantastic rate of loss 1.5 kg in six weeks that's a really great rate of loss that's actually perfect that's what I would want you on to be going yeah because yeah, that's basically three pounds right yeah. yeah 
yeah okay excellent keep doing what you're doing it sounds like you're doing brilliantly and dropping your calories at this point like 1600 isn't that much and if you're being consistent there dropping it I know it's tempting it's like well if I eat less I'll lose more fat but usually what happens is you drop it then you can't stick to it and then on average you actually eat more and you don't lose more fat like we see that time and time and time again so if you're getting good results you are making progress we're happy with the rate don't change anything okay um Pajal finally made a live even though in India oh wow okay quick question is it normal to have to stay with coaches aka EC method even even though you don't potentially need it anymore obviously at the moment I have a physique goal and will drop off ECM until post-comp will probably come back after is it normal to want to come back even if you don't feel you need it or should I be going it alone at this point no it's really normal Emma and I don't need coaching and Emma and I in in various different ways depending on how you look at it have coaching all the time like I I think the last time I had a physique coach I'd already been qualified for about seven years and got myself in banging shape more than once but I wanted that accountability and I wanted to be able to have conversations with someone because everyone else in my life thinks that I'm dull as fuck talking to them about my body and they also don't understand what I'm talking about. So I really needed that. And it's really common with the EC method because we have this massive community of women whose husbands or, or families don't really understand their goal or who are going through the menopause and, and none of their friends are yet or, you know, are going through cancer treatment and they need someone to come and vent. I mean, it's 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 really normal and it's lovely and it's such a compliment to everyone in the group and to us that you want to come back. But, you know, like it's same can be said for therapy or, or as we always talk about, even hair maintenance as a blonde. Hell, you have to maintain shit. You have to keep going back to people and, and, and it's- You have to maintain it. <laughs> maintain that shit and you have to keep going and and you you can't do that on your own like I don't want to dye my own hair (laughs) good example right do hairdressers cut their own hair no and that's because you can't have perspective yourself right same with coaching it's like we we don't I might have all the knowledge but I don't have perspective I don't have like being able to see it from an outside point of view I can quite easily convince myself that I shouldn't have a rest day today even though if I was coaching myself, I'd be like, you absolutely should, right? It's way harder to coach yourself without that like removal of seeing what is actually best for you. That's why you give better advice to your friends than you take yourself. Like it's the, it's a great example. Um, I also think it's just really useful to have people on your team backing you. And we really want you all to get to a place where you are Tajal, which is you don't need to be here you just want to be here like you don't need us anymore but hey you get a lot from the group someone does your training for you you can ask questions at any point you can get some reassurance you can also give and help to others because you're so experienced now with this stuff like that's what we all want you to get to in the easy method and you're more than welcome well I mean we hope you all do stay but yeah I think there's a big difference between needing to be here maybe at the start and then just wanting to be here yeah, I have this all the time with, with clients. You're like, you know what, you you don't need me. Like you're you're done. If you want to go, you you're you're done. And and it takes like months, <laughs> months of monotonous. There's not much to do with you check-ins to get to that point. And I would say nine times out of ten, they're like, no, 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 I don't want to go. <laughs> like, and that's because it's like 
and like I say, there's nothing, Emma and I really want you guys to, to get to a point where you can do this. And like Emma said, and you don't need us and it is automatic and you're in control of your shit and you enjoy training and you understand the why, even if you don't want abs and you understand the why, even if I don't know, you know, you don't want fat loss and, and we want you to all get to that point. But as I said about the maintenance thing, and it's the same with mental health, you know, we're in the environments we're in it's easy to fall back into into bad habits very quickly and I think people get so down on themselves about that but it's the same with mental health as well it's the same with hair care it's the same with everything you can fall back on lazy habits and having that kind of just um like you know the what is it the tracks in the bowling alley just to keep you straight it's it's amazing I mean it's a foolproof way for you to stay on track for the rest of your life and enjoy it um so yeah, there's there's no shame in being like actually I'm I'm a bit worried that if I did go out alone I couldn't really maintain it and it's like well that applies to a lot of things. Yeah, and then I also think like we're growing, and you'll go like our relationship with each of you or like the coaching relationship changes all the time, right? Like maybe you came postpartum and then hey you stay for a year and then I don't know like I mean that's quite quick, but like then you're menopausal or you're going through something else or something else happens and it's like there are always things to navigate and our relationship or what you get from coaching will probably change over time as well. Like yeah. I've had one-to-one clients who came and really needed education around like basic nutrition. Yeah. Now they probably know more than most coaches do. And like half of you guys on the easy method probably know more than a lot of coaching, which is coaches do, which is kind of scaring, but it's scary, but also kind of at the same time. Um, but then the relationship changes, right? Like some of mine are more accountability for almost like their work-life balance now or how productive they are or that they're just managing their time well. And like, that's fine. It's just that what you're getting from that relationship changes. Yeah. And I think that's normal. And like, as we grow as coaches as well, and we get, you know, like Chloe's obviously now pre and postnatal trained, like that those kind of... Um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say there but like we we grow and learn so like you grow and learn with us as well yeah no it's completely true some guy wrote on my some guy had a some guy wrote on my post yesterday um and he's his his handle I can't remember what it was it was like I don't know advanced or self-training or whatever and it's just this loads of videos of this dude in the squat rag and it's like I'm a I'm a a health fitness nutrition you know lifting coach and da, 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 da. and then he like commented under my thing he was like just so you know beans um aren't a good source of iron so I'm not exactly sure what your nutrition strategy was here Chloe and I was like thank you random man who I don't know and I've never met before for trying to educate me on both nutrition and my iron deficiency anemia I'm really grateful and you obviously know more than me fuck off it's just <laughs> like even even you go in at someone with like such a staunch wrong opinion like you at least google it first you know what I mean I'm like just google it but like you and obviously loads of people like they got like 90 likes a few dietitians came in like um you okay hon and then he deleted his comment but I was like why are you not ensuring yourself before you put that comment out there because now you look like a total fool and why do people take the time to do it like what what did you think you were going to get from that I was going to be like oh my god really oh my god all my doctors and myself are wrong yeah oh it's such a strange thing we had um a one-star review on fitness unfiltered last week 
Um, and the, the funniest part of this is this person had obviously listened to right at the end, right to the end of the podcast, because I think Dan had said something like, oh, yeah, if you want to review the podcast, like just just make sure you review it five stars, not one star or something. Right. <laughs> you can't tell people how to review that. That defeats the point of the whole reviewing system and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then she was like, and Emma's audio is always much louder than the, the other two. Right. And. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like probably useful for us to even the the audio out and stuff. Like I'll take that on. Then I was thinking, you listened to the whole podcast free will. Yeah. This person, it's like, well then don't follow me if you don't like the stuff that you put out. Like don't listen to the podcast then. If if it's only one star, why have you wasted 45 minutes listening to it? (laughs) So This is how these strange, strange people get their kicks. I, I think it's one thing. Here are like the acceptable situations in which you like comment or rate a podcast, right? So a podcast you love that you really love listening to, and you're like, you're just excited, and you're like, I want to, I want to let them know and other people know this is a banging podcast. Great. Or if the host says, Can you just review me? It would really help. And I can't really be asked, but I really like the podcast. I want it to keep going. Okay, I'll review it. And they review it. Or if someone says something that you genuinely find offensive, like, I don't know. I really hate everybody who's smaller than five foot. And I think that we, the world needs to be careful of these people. We should potentially, you know, round them up and, and kill them. Then you're like, this is massively weird and offensive. I'm, I'm not okay with this. You go on, you're like, I don't think you should say things like that. And I actually don't think that you should be in front of a microphone doing a podcast at all. So maybe not. Fine. Like all That's these spectral headline. <laughs> Chloe made <laughs> wants to kill yeah. everybody under five foot. I'm jealous. I'm the tallest of all my friends. And I just feel like this massive monster lurking around behind them on a night out anyway so so these are like all acceptable things for someone to actually be like you can't tell me how to rate your podcast five stars like how do it's like get a fucking life like what is wrong like how sad that you felt that you needed to do that honestly I just think people are very very strange yeah and also I just think especially how contactable I know I am and so are the boys like if you were like oh by the way it's really annoying that the sound is not equal we'd be like oh thanks for the feedback like do you need to do that in a public way that's also going to like negatively affect the podcast as a whole like if you actually genuinely listen to the whole thing and obviously there must be an element of you that enjoys it if you've listened to the full podcast like weird she's annoying she's the Karen She's a Jenny from Slough. This is, this is interesting because Karen has just commented. <laughs> but Karen, who's the least Karen Karen ever. I actually, can I just say, I really don't like the whole Karen thing because I um, genuinely feel bad for Karens who are like, like cool Karens. So like, hang on, do not yeah. lump in with this woman. <laughs> I know, what a shame. Um, anyway, she says, um, I had a one-star review once because someone's hair towel hasn't arrived because of the cyber attack. No attempt to reach out to me. Ugh. Yeah, stuff like that. It's like, you don't realise that we're all essentially running small businesses and that actually really impacts the business or like the podcast or, you know, whatever you're trying to do. Do what I do. Just go have a meltdown on social media. (laughs) Karen just said, the Karen thing made me want to change my name. It's horrific. What would you change it to? Yeah, what would you change it to? Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Yeah, did you get that far? Tell us, Karen. Also, Karen's just saying, re the coaching. She says, I know I'm committing to a full year. My consistency is still quite up and down. Well, we're very excited to have you for the full year. And quite a lot of people have said that. 
And I won't say who, but someone's husband has messaged me saying, can they pay for the next intake? Love it when people do that. I love that because I think it's such a compliment like to us as well, because it's like they obviously noticed how much their wife in this instance is getting from being here. And they're like, I want her to stay in a great mood and take care of herself and have the support. <laughs> and like, I don't know, talk to other people that care about fitness, about fitness and not <laughs> annoy not me. me. <laughs> yeah. They're like, and I'm willing to pay for that. Um, uh no, completely agree. I love that. I think it's it's equal parts sweet and annoying. I don't know what I would do if James, I don't know what I would, I'd be like, I, I would be equal parts. Oh my God, you're really cute. And I question, questioning. What are you doing? What, you think I need to lose weight? Yeah, yeah. One of my friends wants her boyfriend for her birthday. Oh, this makes me so angry. And he genuinely didn't get it. He bought her loads of lingerie. And I, and he and he, and she was like, no, like she's not that kind of girl at all. Like she's the kind of girl that wears like sports bras and like cute little I don't know comfy knickers and just was like it was just basically him saying basically dress up for me and she was like not for my birthday no this is the worst oh for her birthday yeah and she's like this is what I give you for your birthday yeah really bothers uh, me what a weird hint as well well not really weird but like unsubtle well, hint. <laughs> so uncool honestly I once got bought um earrings for my birthday from my boyfriend at the time but I didn't have my ears pierced okay well, and I was can... like well done that's a very classic man mistake to make I can see James doing that easily it was maybe like a couple of weeks later he was like you don't have your ears pierced do you and I was like no. <laughs> you've got loads of piercings now yeah I know changed yeah. woman okay Emma, do you have any recommendations on books or resources to read that will help with binge eating and how to get out of that mindset, please? Also, can eating protein have a negative effect on digestion, as in the protein yogurt slash protein pudding slash protein bars? If so, what would be a better way to increase protein consumption without these? Thanks. Um, Emma, any books that you know of on binge eating? Um, there are, but I think they're quite horrendous. So I wouldn't recommend that. There are some resources. So like the Beat website will have resources on binge eating. Um, there is a really good account to follow called, I think it's called Break Binge Eating or Breaking Binge Eating. Um, both really good. And then if you feel like it's binge eating, as in not just overeating on occasions that you can kind of pinpoint of like, I was tired, I was over, uh, over hungry, I hadn't eaten enough during the day, or I was emotional, or, you know, there was some kind of reason for it. If you feel like you have total lack of control when you're binging, that's now diagnosed as an eating disorder and you should go and speak to your GP because you can get proper support for that. Um, so that would be something to consider as well. But most of the books are quite... Like, for example, there's one and I can't remember exactly what it's called now. Um, but I think it's actually potentially quite damaging as opposed to beneficial. And it's more like. You can just like as opposed to accepting that, hey, there might be some psychological reasons for this, like there's always a rationale as to why you're doing a certain behavior. Right. It's, it's either like protecting you from something or like numbing you from something or it's I don't know, there's some reason behind it. Whereas this book is kind of like, uh, I, I would say maybe a little bit too hard. And, and I think the issue is it will work for some people. So if you're the kind of person that 
binge eating or more to the point overeating has just become a bit of a habit for you like yeah every night I just sit and eat because I've got into that routine this that book will probably help right because it's more about like breaking bad habits whereas if it's more like a psychological reason or there's like some trauma response to that or it's more like the eating disorder spectrum then I think that that could just be potentially make the situation worse yeah, I completely agree. I, if, as Emma said, if it's something where you find that you overeat and it's a response to maybe being a, in a yo-yo diet or a dieting phase for too long and your relationship with food has been really impacted and really damaged and really denormalized, um, and that's kind of a micro response, a macro, sorry, response to dieting or on a micro response of how often in the day are you eating? What are your food choices? are you really restricting yourself of things you love? Like, I don't know, <laughs> mini cheddars. <laughs> um, and all of these things are coachable. And I would say we have great success in coaching clients out of this. And uh, that's not what I would classify as binge eating disorder. Emma's right. If you kind of, I mean, the people who go through it describe it kind of like it's like a blackout period where it just happens and it's, they're not necessarily really fully conscious when it's happening. And as Emma said, it's completely completely out of their control um on many levels it's not just like a it's a bit it's a bit different there's a lot more going on psychologically and it is quite traumatic then that is an eating disorder and that is something that you need to seek help and get help for and there's nothing wrong with it it's very common it's very normal um but we all have our issues but you need to go and speak to someone who knows how to help you and that's not emma and i um so yeah and and i don't know that in that sense for a psychological issue that's very behavioral as opposed to just kind of um i suppose mental but it's very behavioral i wouldn't really recommend a book at all i'd recommend help like one-to-one help mm -hmm. yeah and then the second part of that question can protein have a negative effect on digestion yes yeah. anyone who has eaten too many protein bars will know yeah <laughs> It can. Um, I don't know with the protein bar whether it's like the excessive fiber or the protein or both I think it's the way and I think it's uh I think it's a bit of lactose intolerance and I think it's just one of those things it's dairy I mean and a lot of the sources that you're mentioning there are dairy sources um they can wreak havoc with your digestion a lot of people are on some spectrum most of us are on some spectrum of lactose intolerance um as I've discovered having Bodhi and and it's kind of about where you sit now a good thing to do is not don't eliminate it completely because then you can make a food intolerance way worse um but to kind of keep it in in dribs and drabs and be really um uh kind of stingy to moderate with your intake but not to cut it out entirely and I if I would just switch some of your protein sources just name them for me again um protein yogurts protein puddings protein bars yeah. so yeah they are yeah if you could get some more animal foods as opposed to kind of like supplement type protein sources you'd probably benefit from that mm -hmm. I think the whole lactose intolerant thing is so interesting and I remember reading this in a book about uh I can't remember what the book was called now but it was uh Giles Yeo who's mm -hmm. just been a diary of a CEO and mm -hmm. he was talking about how the vast majority of the world is lactose intolerant but like in the western world we think it's quite a rare thing and it is for like caucasian people but actually most of the world is lactose intolerant 
Yeah, and it's, and it's like it's the same with um, you know, the, the same kind of enzymes and the ability to break down certain foods changes depending on your race and your genetics. Um, so yeah, in the Western world, we have it pretty easy. Um, but but you, but yeah, I completely. I mean, it, 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 it's without a shadow of a doubt, we're all on a spectrum of lactose intolerance, and and how easy our body finds it to break down dairy. Um, and. Yeah, and I think I think for everything that you've mentioned, you're very much in a kind of dairy way bracket, and that is going to wreak havoc with digestion. So, like I say, don't cut it out completely, but definitely reduce it. Yeah. Do you know what I find quite interesting about that? Apparently, the reason for that is that we domesticated cows first. Yeah. yeah. They domesticated chickens first, and I don't know if anyone knows this, but chickens don't make milk. <laughs> the chicken tea. There no. you go. I mean, most you can make things out of most things now. Milk out of most things now. I had that potato milk the other day. Wouldn't recommend. No, I'm not surprised. Chalky, weird. Uh, No, actually, kind of like weirdly sweet. Like it tasted like. mm, Yeah, not. Um, No, it's true, and the same goes to alcohol as well. If you, the way that your body metabolizes different alcohols also is quite geographically, genetically dependent. It's really interesting, depending on where you're from, where the alcohol has its steeped history. Um, it's really, really interesting. You know, everyone will say that, or that not everyone, it's completely, like, a lot of people say that there's like one alcohol that makes them go a bit loopy. Um, and that's just your body's lack of ability to metabolize that specific type of alcohol. It's really interesting. And same applies for food. Um, yeah, yeah. It is really interesting. And I think people don't realize it's actually very dangerous as well. So like a lot of um, tends to be like Asian origin can't metabolize alcohol as quickly. So they have higher levels of alcohol in their blood for longer because they can't get rid of it as quickly as us Brits can. <laughs> just like, But then like alcohol in your blood is toxic, right? So yeah. like having very high levels there for a prolonged period of time causes more damage. So, yeah. you know, one unit for us might not cause much damage, but one unit for someone who can't metabolize alcohol very well does cause a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah, it's the same with the Aborigine community. They they don't they can't do it. They just can't hack it, and it's really dangerous and it's it's awful. Like the way that it ravages that 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 community. It's yeah. Well, I mean, thinking back to like university, I remember like we just all like everyone was kind of saying, "Oh, it's funny." Like they get like my flatmate used to get drunk so quickly she was Chinese and like but would still drink like and drink like not that I drank very much but like drink like more than me and then I don't think I, th- I don't think the fact that it's dangerous um is translated as well as it probably should be that like actually it's not just like haha funny they get drunk really quickly it's like haha like not great actually and uh, quite dangerous yeah 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 Okay, Karen, I thought I was getting a proposal on my 30th and I got an entire Waitrose American cheesecake from the deli counter. What the actual fuck? <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. Like, oh. at least they went to Waitrose. I know. But like, I got an Aldi cheesecake from the fridge. That's so weird. Also, weirdly sweet as well. Yeah, I can't remember like the month before James proposed, constantly thinking he was going to propose and he just never did. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then how did he? Went to Paris. And... Oh, classic. Why did he not? 
I would say he'll never propose in Paris. It's way too cliche, like way too cliche. Like he'll never do that. And plus it was like, it was the, the morning after the last game of the Six Nations and we'd all gone out the night before and we got absolutely hammered. The girl, all the girls got pissed, all the wives got pissed and were like, he has a ring, he has a ring. And I was like, I think he's had a ring for a while and I just don't think he's going to do anything with it. I think he just kept changing, genuinely, and he's admitted it now, just kept changing his mind, which is great. And then, and then the first night in Paris was amazing. We had dinner like opposite the Eiffel Tower at this amazing restaurant and he didn't propose and I was like, he's definitely not going to propose. So when he did it the next day, <laughs> like at like two o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, anyway. Oh. Yeah. That, he was like, I guess it was more changing his mind about like, oh, this would be a good time. Nah, actually, nah. No, 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 no. I don't know if anyone's picked up on this. James and I have quite a fiery relationship. So every time he's such a cock, every time we'd have an argument, he'd be like, right, I'm not proposing for another month, two months, six months, whatever. And he just kept doing it. Because we argue all the time, kept doing it, kept doing it. And then finally, obviously, it was like, I'm obviously <laughs> the one you looking <laughs> <Sticking> around. <laughs> um Karen's just saying, and the sweeteners, I guess in relation to like, can that impact your gut? And yeah, excessive amounts. Saying that it's not something I think comes up as often as- No, I think it's much more talked about. Yeah, much more talked about, feared, hypothesized. And I actually haven't really seen it in translation with many clients, not like I have with whey and dairy and the things that Emma and I are talking about, which are pretty unmissable. Um, With sweeteners, I'm a bit like- Mm. I think it's like realistically they come together don't they so it's quite hard to like extrapolate which one but I think I agree it's much more likely the amount of protein and the dairy or lactose okay about sweetener intolerance Lauren hey ladies I wonder if you could go over something for me even though I know the answer I think it will help me hear it again I'm getting closer to the end of my fat loss I'm five foot 5.5 around 61 kilograms I'm at the point where I actually see that I am still losing fat. I can see muscles appearing and I couldn't see that I couldn't see a few weeks ago. I also know I'm in a deficit. I'm super active on maternity leave with my two boys. So I hit 15,000 steps a day without even trying. Despite all this, the scales aren't moving. I know this doesn't matter as I can see everything going in the right direction. So can you please just explain why this might be so I can stop having moments of doubt? Thanks, coaches. Emma, I always find it easier for you to do these ones. You have all the stats in front of you. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 absolutely fine. Um, yeah, you're making progress. I think, I mean, at five foot five and a half, which is my height and 61 kilograms, which is about my weight, you're pretty lean, which means the scales aren't a very good measure of fat loss anymore. And what you look like in the mirror, if you're looking leaner and you're resistance training, the likelihood is you're probably not going to lose that much more weight even if you are still losing fat. And then at some point you need to question, is it time to come to maintenance? So it would be quite nice to see progress photos actually and see where you're at, if you would, wouldn't mind tagging us with those. Fabulous. Okay, Anna, morning all. Can I get one of you to look at my pictures? Feel like I need a shift as progress is happening, I think, but slowly. For context, I'm five foot five, 68 kilograms, lost 1.5 kilograms, from the start of Jan, but post Christmas, I'm aiming for 1600, but definitely had moments going over that two to three times. Uh, okay, right, no, she goes two to three times a week, gym workouts, 
70k step do I need to change anything up think I want to start to add some more cardio to improve yeah I'd quite like to see photos so if you could um tag us that would be awesome but 1.5 kg again in what six weeks is a really good rate of loss and especially if you're if you're five foot five and weigh 68 kilograms yeah it's a really good weight of loss and then you say that you sometimes go over that's the thing I change and change anything else that get consistent with the diet consistency is the fucking key to results so <laughs> nail that one yeah and if you are going over are you then evening that out yeah like, is the average because if it is then yeah don't change anything um okay emma now that makes sense i was told like 10 years ago that i was lactose intolerant so i generally have almond milk but never really thought about the dairy in other foods besides uh, just milk as I've been fine with it it didn't really have and didn't really have it much but now I've increased how much I'm having the yogurts then I guess it is oh well done you figured that out before she did um I guess we'll reduce how much I'm eating of them in a day yeah yeah guys don't forget whey is dairy so yeah keep that <laughs> keep that in the forefront of your head um Karen saying and now together 26 years married proposed two years later on the on the bench we had our first kiss on very oh, low did you see that coming i need to know if she saw that coming oh okay right emma on the binge side i'm still waiting for an appointment with my gp has made a request on that and and a couple of other things but they take forever to give you an appointment oh yeah sorry we can't help with that part um okay leanne oh yay so happy to make my first live based in Sydney, loving the EC method in this community. You ladies are amazing. Oh, love it. Good day. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Get out of the water, Skiffy. <laughs> right, Hazel, this will have to be the last one. Yeah. So I'm having a boob job next week and I'm not allowed to go to the gym for six weeks. I'm really scared. Um, they're really scared this will throw me off my fat loss goal as the exercise in the early morning really helps me set my day up in the right way I fear I'll end up eating rubbish and spiraling what's a good mindset please or any other tips get up every morning get outside with your coffee and go for a long walk and that just you just switch it you just switch the gym workout for the walk that's it perfect there you go nailed um okay Karen's just saying not uh, not at all then joked where's my sparkly and he whipped it out of his pocket <gasps> just realized <laughs> going on the pod I love that you the balls on you where's my sparkly yeah oh my god <laughs> Lauren oh, I'm loving these we have to go but I'm loving these right okay my husband carried an engagement ring around for a week while we were on holiday I didn't even notice he had suddenly started carrying a bag around with him every day <laughs> sorry I need to bring my bag oh that's amazing okay thanks guys we'll see you next week bye